This episode of Here for the Wrong Reasons is brought to you by Halo Tops, the only ice cream made from real angel semen. Hoo boy, gang. The Luke P. Show is over. Here comes the Luke P. Show. That's basically my take on this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, we often are not big fans of the tell-all episodes. I like watching it. I just feel like it doesn't make for a great podcast because there's usually not that much to say. Right. We really have to turn this uh, shit into a diamond. Amp it up to an 11. (laughs) Just go crazy. More song and dance. When you're a jet. Just pull out all our biggest hits. Jellico cats come out to play. <laughs> One of us is a big fan of the cats trailer. One of our uh, steady listeners, Katie, is a huge fan of the huge. cats trailer. And by Katie, huge this fan, is for you. We mean she is mortally terrified of the cats. <laughs> a Taylor Swift cat is going to haunt her dreams. He is quiet, he is small, he is black. From his ears <laughs> to the tip of his tail. I thought of a what fun it, game the, oh, okay, we ahead. could do maybe mm. next episode mm-hmm. if you want is you could give me, say, like five names of cats, three <laughs> of which are real characters and cats. Humberty Pumpersneak. <laughs> See, that could be real or fake. I have no idea. Rum Tum Tugger. <laughs> that one's real. Real cat Yeah, name real cat Based name. on uh, Mick Jagger. That cat's got the moves like Jagger. <laughs> moves like Rum Tum Tumblebill. Jenny Any Dots. <laughs> real. Real cat name. Real cat name. Who's that based off of? Uh, Mama nobody. Cass. No, <laughs> Mama cats. Okay, that's offensive. No, it's a it's a play on words. <laughs> <laughs> well, the whole thing was written by T. S. Eliot. So how is it based off of? Oh, how is that one based <laughs> off of Mick Jagger? Because T. S. Eliot was a huge Rolling Stones huge fan. Huge Stones fan. Uh, fun fact: T. S. Eliot and uh, Keith Richards were roommates at Oxford together. Oh, that's Did you know great, that? No, I didn't know that. That's a great fact. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. That yeah. line about like measuring out your life in teaspoons, mm-hmm. Mick Jagger actually wrote that. Yeah, great lyric. He's like, I don't need this. I don't need this. I don't need you, T.S. Yeah. Eliot. <laughs> I'm throwing away lyrics. I'm going to form a rock band. <laughs> <laughs> it's Fuck only the, the wasteland, but I like it. <laughs> See, we can work with this. Uh, I was going to say that episode. in our off season, because guys, you know, after Paradise, you're in for the long desert. What do you have to look forward to without like, us in your lives? It's like Jesus wandering the desert <laughs> for 40 days. That's except real, right? Yeah, except that it's going to be even longer than that. The devil is going to come and tempt you in the form of another podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking we do a cats podcast in our time <laughs> We tried to do that movie podcast we did. last it didn't time get off and the it ground. didn't really go. Yeah. Spoiler alert, Anna hates Star Wars. Well, that's not a spoiler alert. Yeah. Everybody knows that. Everybody who's because it knows sucks. that. <laughs> Got a little new scoop for you about that movie you love so much. <laughs> it sucks. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 3PO, you're so funny. 3PO. Listen to R2. Here's what R2 has to say. R2's a great character. So we can't do a Star Wars podcast. I'm I'm guessing from your reaction that you don't want to do a Cats podcast. I think it would go kind of like the Star Wars podcast, but in reverse. 
<laughs> oh, Bimbop Boodle Bagel. <laughs> You're such a delightful cat. <laughs> anyway, how do we, what do we, uh, what did we get here from? Uh, nobody knows. Even the folks listening. Oh, the tell-all. The tell-all, yeah. Mm. So I guess uh, what I want to tell-all is our shout-outs. Let's do it. Okay, so we got a special shout-out, requested shout-out to Cash from Minneapolis. We love you, big guy. From your fiancé, L. That's like the best wedding present. Now you don't have to yeah, give him a birthday present for like five years. This is the gift that keeps on giving. Guys, for $5 mailed to us in a personal <laughs> envelope, cash, or you can make it out to Dr. Ryan Webber, <laughs> Uh we will give you a personalized shout out. Ooh, personalized. Yeah, shout out. Just put Even it, more just write here for the wrong reasons on an envelope and put it in the mailbox and uh, we'll make it to Send it by us. carrier pigeon. Bird, <laughs> you know what Express. to do. Uh, no, what I was going to say is you did something very similar for me before we even started dating. I had Mr. Belding call yeah. you. That wasn't before. I did that it when was. we weren't dating? We weren't dating. Was, it was I some dating of your foreplay. Tad, No, I think it was in between your dalliances. Oh, just oh I just spit, spit everywhere. Uh, it should have stuck with Tad. It was in between in my between dalli- your dalliances okay, with Tad. P, thanks. Um, I'm done being slut-shamed. <laughs> Listen, if you have had sex with someone else... Um, Why did I do that? We weren't dating? No, you just really liked me, I think. Mm, that you can't be You just really it. wanted to date no, but really for, wanted to impress seriously, me. Seriously, why did I do it? That's a question your only birth- you no, can answer. No, you're right, because your birthday is in June, yeah. so it was right before we yeah, started dating. I think it was part of your intense flirtation with me. That's the only <laughs> method of courtship that I recognize. Right, that you knew would be effective That's with my flirting method. And here we are. Yeah, so if you're ever sending and Hollywood is calling yeah, calls it's to somebody true. else. Dennis Haskins called Ryan. Yeah. They had a quick, tasteful conversation. Yeah. yeah, a lot he wished me a happy birthday. I said thank you, Dennis, and he hung up. <laughs> you know, you could order one of these for Tyler C. Well, I was gonna say we should do four wrong reasons is calling. Yeah. We could do it live on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, mom. <laughs> Just made a cum joke. <laughs> you don't want to tune in for it. Another semen joke. Yeah, oh. I would pay. How much would I pay to get a phone call from Tyler C? Would he be wearing a shirt? Would it be a video call where he's not wearing a shirt? Because that's going to up the stakes quite a bit. Is there is a possibility dance? that it could turn into phone sex? Well, there's always a possibility. I mean, there was a possibility that that Dennis Haskins call with me could have turned into phone sex. but Regular conversation, just like, hello. Yeah. The I thing would, I have with Dennis Haskins. I would Haskins. pay $50. $50. Okay, Tyler C., you're listening, so... Balls in your court, my friend. I'll wire you the money from our uh, Swiss bank account. All right. Other shout outs? Mm-hmm. Whitlight in Portland. Nice review. One of our old friends. Old friends. We hear Whitlight. you. Uh, Susan from Como. We couldn't figure out where that was. Ryan thinks that it is Como, Italy, by which I believe he means where George Clooney has a lake house. That's I Lake think, Como. I think You think that, that Susan... Yeah. Is giving us it's a... It's like his nanny or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's it's listening a... while she's putting those twins to bed. It's, it's a, a mall. Yeah. pseudonym. Yeah, Susan. When she it's... listens to podcasts, she just calls herself Susan. <laughs> I really inhabit the persona of Susan. Um, I think that it is Columbia. Columbus? Columbia? Columbia, Missouri. Where Missouri, our where Rachel our lives. great friend Rachel lives, in which case... 
Rachel and Susan need to become BFFs. Or if this is Susan from Lake Como, you and George Clooney need to become BFFs. Well, really, so, I'm all. I'm all. I'm all. I love that headline that was like, Amal and her husband, an actor. <laughs> um, that, I think that was an Oscar joke. Oh, was it? I thought that was like the queen or something introduced them that way. Mm. Um, uh, Julie and Alex Inc. from Farmington Hills, Michigan. I'm pretty sure we shouted you guys out last week, but it looks like you it updated showed up your in a review. New review. That's yeah. fine. We'll take so it. So keep cycling yeah. through. We'll just keep shouting you out as long as you keep updating your review. And then our one... Happy listener in Fitchburg, Massachusetts. Fitchburg. Fitchburg. You park the car on the lawn in Fitchburg. <laughs> hey, Fitchburg listener, are you a cop? <laughs> <laughs> we um, are having continued problems with our volume. Ida Katz on Twitter says it's great. She said it was. It worked out yeah. that I was loud enough. Ryan was not too loud. Yeah. We had another complaint from Katie. The cat's hater. Uh, yeah. yeah what do you how do you trust anything that comes from a mouth of someone who doesn't like the cats trailer easily Meow. easily uh that ryan then was too quiet once we adjusted she so, could barely hear my jokes bottom line folks uh we're gonna try to move it to a two mic system but it's complicated it, yeah. well is it i don't it think is. it is i yeah. think ryan is lazy yeah that there's that that's what i mean by it's complicated mm-hmm. is that i'm lazy and also, I was saying the name of my favorite Diane Keaton uh, rom-com mm-hmm. <laughs> of the many, many choices that I have. All right. Are we ready? Let's do. Let's pick up where we left off, just like The Bachelor did. Harrison promises a shocking and emotional night. Sorry, guys. Like Luke P., uh, we just kind of get really choked up when we think about it. Yeah. I'm going to take some really, really, really long, unnecessary really pauses. Really long pauses to think and digest. <laughs> so here's my thing about that, though. It's very clear. We're kind of jumping ahead now, but let's let's just do it. Uh, it's very clear to me that this gentleman is very bad at communicating his feelings, um, which is coming from someone who's very bad mm-hmm. at communicating his feelings mm-hmm. i was referred to somewhat affectionately by our listener nathaniel as withholding mm-hmm. this past week um and i actually saw there's a, a we've commented to which i say fuck you nathaniel <laughs> <laughs> to which i say i'm not going to tell you how i feel about that comment nathaniel. <laughs> um and so i think he's like he does something that I also do sometimes, which is just sit silently trying to figure out how to say something. Yeah, you want to talk about a really irritating trait. Sure. But he doesn't come up with a like better thing. Like that oh, silence no. is not worth it. Yeah, you know what, though, bud? Neither do you. No, I know. I'm not saying that I do. I'm saying neither of us. <laughs> uh, I have a different theory on okay. the long silences. Okay. I felt like he was using them to control the conversation Uh, because Harrison was put in a really awkward spot where like he I felt like it was almost a standoff of like is Harrison gonna speak first and prompt him is Uh he gonna rephrase the question and so I think that Luke he's such a control freak and um to me it was like he was grasping for any sort of control over the situation and part of that was like 
I can sit here quietly for as long as I want, Harrison. Right. Well, it's like when Michael Scott refuses to talk first in a negotiation. Right. (laughs) I am refusing to speak first. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. But before we get to the men tell all, we obviously have to get into the first part of the episode, which is the rose ceremony, the beginning of the rose ceremony. Uh, I feel like Hannah is especially Barbie-ish with her clothing choices. Oh, interesting. And that's not a bad thing. That's actually a compliment. But, you know, a lot of the Bachelorettes often look a little bit costumey, but I feel like Hannah has really upped that to an impressive degree. Were you talking about that leotard that like connects to the sports I'm bra talking about with, like, all of it. Weird, I feel like, like every single fucking thing she wore this yeah. season has looked like something that I had in like a early 90s Barbie doll. Yeah, like the from the Malibu Barbie yes. line. Yes. Except Hannah's not like I feel like Hannah G is Barbie. But oh, didn't we talk about how she looked like Skipper? Yeah. Oh yeah. But I think Hannah B is like Barbie's bitchy friend. Oh, Kiki. sure. Yeah. <laughs> and that's also how she gets away with dressing so trashy sometimes. Is like Barbie might not wear that, but Kiki will. Easy now, Luke P. Yeah. Oh, please. All right. So speaking of Luke P. So, of course, we get the like. So all the guys come in one by one. And I have to say, so we have like the audience reactions to them. I am here for the Bachelorette just with like a laugh track all yeah. the time. <laughs> just like live, live reactions. Yeah. From people. Woo! Or like mm-hmm. cheers. I'm here for it. I normally hate laugh tracks, but I am here for it for this show just all the time. Especially Paradise, I feel like would like thrive. I don't think you would be able to hear anything that was being said. I guess that's true. Yeah. Over the, uh, over the booing and hissing. Um, Hannah says that over the course of the fantasy suite dates, she has been loved fearlessly and wholeheartedly. Finally, somebody's bold. Finally, I got some D. (laughs) Yeah, Peter loved her fearlessly. Twice. Twice. (laughs) Um, she also says that she loves all of the guys differently. She also says that she was finally hit with clarity, quote, right in the face about Luke P. Pretty good analogy. Yeah. Literally. Oh, yeah. What's interesting because she got hit in the face with clarity about Luke P, but Peter hit her in the face with his dick. (laughs) This is the second week in a row that you've had a uh, face. Well, I can't make it about Tyler. Right. Right, Peter's really I mean I guess I could make you made a uh you know what Tyler joke Jed doesn't week. deserve my dick joke <laughs> you've got to earn those Jed yeah, you do quit singing all right okay so she says not an ounce of me misses him or wants him in my life I'm so glad I won't have to see him again <laughs> do 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 yes. yeah I mean that's just when you think the monster is dead and of course we knew she was going to see him again because of the men tell all, but I get her point. But yeah, just you got to always check and make sure that the monster is really dead, Hannah, because here he comes. That's why up you in the shoot limo. him twice. That's right. You got to go for that headshot next time. Come on. Um, yeah, and so the crowd boos and hisses when Luke P appears. It's like a like silent film people, like watching a silent film, which I love. Like you know, there's a should be like a piano score accompanying this whole thing. Um, so he's riding in some sort of car and he says, um, she doesn't realize 
that I still love her and I'm not through. This isn't over for me yet. Oh, good, Luke P. Way to push back the uh, impression that this is all about you. Um, yeah, this isn't over for me. Uh, he just, I mean, I know we keep, I think I've made this comparison a few times to like Mark Wahlberg in that movie yeah. Fear. Yeah, oh, sure. And I, I know I've, it's tough because I think you hate, you don't want to make a like abusive comparison. Right. That's a very serious allegation. It's a serious allegation, yeah. But I do just think that's, I mean, and you know, I guess we should put a caveat. It could be a bad edit, but if it's not a bad edit, he just seems super um, a- abusive. Well, I mean, like, imagine if this wasn't a public televised rose yeah. ceremony and he came to get and the girlfriend tried to break up with him. And this is just like playing out in her apartment. I feel like for a guy to be like, I'm not leaving. Yeah. Is not yeah. okay. No, it's not like it's, it's threatening. And to, if there were no other guys there, if there weren't cameras there, it would be even more threatening than it appears here. Well, and you know, we don't want to be cavalier with the accusations, but Mike P or Mike Johnson basically says like, your wife is going to be a prisoner of you. Right. If you don't change who you are. When I wonder <laughs> It does make you wonder, like, is this, is he reacting so strongly because it is a public forum or, you know, it is television and is it that he's embarrassed? And so this is his like last ditch effort to save some face or is this how he would react to any breakup? Yeah. And of course, neither is okay. But later on, he says that he watched the season and he didn't like the Luke P that he saw, which again... We've talked about that before. I can believe that. But it doesn't excuse the fact that you were the Luke P that we saw. Right. Yes. <laughs> and it's also, again, you know, we, anyone can get a bad edit. He made it sound like they cut stuff out of that conversation, the fantasy suite mm-hmm. debate, um, which could be true. But still, none of that excuse, like he still said the stuff that we saw and well, he still behaved in the way that we saw. And I read a rumor that, um, that she on the hometown date, someone in Luke's Sunday school class asked if she was planning to have sex in the fantasy suites. And she said, no, but again, even if that was true, like you're allowed to change your mind. Right. Like, what if you, what if you decided to lie because someone was like some stranger was asking you about sex? I mean, right. there's any number of reasons that even if that was true, it doesn't excuse right. the way that he acted. Well, and also I know you have somewhat conflicting opinions on whether it, Luke P has the right to ask her about her sex in the fantasy suite. But I certainly don't believe that someone in Luke's <laughs> Sunday school has correct. the right correct. to ask her that question. Yes, that's so, correct. So, yeah, that is not her business. Um, okay, so Luke also has a wedding ring. So this yes. is what he means when he says that forever is really serious to him and it's a big deal. To, to propose to someone who just rejected him um, that he's known for six weeks, that's what he means when he says that forever is taking well, it really seriously. Well, he knew on day two that he was falling in love with her, so yeah. it's all progressing pretty yeah. naturally, I she, think. Uh, what he says, uh, she's never told me that she loves me, but I know she loves me. <laughs> yeah. You just understand, you get women, Luke oh. P. You just get women. Uh, we really liked it that Luke just bypasses, like, Harrison. Surely some of the producers know he's there, but he just stands 
in line with the rest of the guys. Right. Like, so we talked about nothing this. to see here. Just four yep, gentlemen, just four guys who are all equally entitled to be here. So, did Harrison know? I don't know. Wait, he must have because afterwards he said he came with a ring. Remember? Yeah. And he never pulled the ring out. Yeah. Um, ooh, detective Harrison work. Harrison also says there's now three men, and then they scan it, and it's it's four. <laughs> well, see, that's what I'm getting at is was yeah. Harrison lying to her? Yeah. Like, did he, was he participating in well, this ambush? Well, semantics. I mean, he could have been saying there are three men left because <laughs> Luke wasn't really left. Yeah. All right, Bill Clinton. I yeah. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean... I'm just wondering, because someone in the Bachelor franchise, maybe that fucking asshole that beat his wife last week. Mike Fleiss. Uh, yeah, Mike Fleiss. Was complicit in this situation, which I think is just as shitty as Luke P. Like, I think ignoring uh, Hannah's wishes. Oh, please. Yeah, They no. do this all the time. They And that annoyed me because they were like, I, somebody made a comment. I don't know if it was Harrison or... Um, one of the guys in the Mintel all acting like people don't come back. People come back all the time, even after they're cut. They do. Sure. I know that that like Taylor woman like marched through the swamp with her emotional intelligence and, to confront. Um, Jake Pavelka came okay. back. Like, it, I mean, this does happen. I know, but I don't I think don't... that anyone's ever come back with a ring, but I don't know. I mean, to act like you're complicit in this yeah no shit it's a reality show like they they flew cassie's dad over for the fantasy suite but to be clear they are complicit in going against if we're gonna say like he didn't listen to her in everything that happens on this show which is a shit show like no that is also true complicit in Whatever the fuck happened last year in Paradise with Corinne. <laughs> correct. Complicit yes. in Chad they taking are. a shit. <laughs> like, yes, also correct. Yes, they are complicit in all of those things. I feel like if you work for things. this show, you're, you probably have to come to peace with the fact that that you're complicit in all of that. I know. I just want to point that out because the big thing about Luke P here is like, well, he's not listening to her. He's not respecting her wishes. Well, more than one person did that. And I think it's worth remembering. Um, and again, it's not clear whether Harrison just knows and is just like fucking lying to her face. Um, but anyways, um, when Luke P is on his way, our closed captions, which we got some great closed captions this time said music darkens. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. And then, uh, the crowd is like, it's interesting because the crowd is like booing and hissing, but they're almost giddy to see this confrontation, which I felt like I was like nervous. Like it was just like so awkward. I feel like yeah. you're like, like sweating it. Um, all right. So you want to get into what actually happens? Yeah. So she says, she asks him why he's here. And he says, I need to talk to you. And she says, no. And he says, I'm going to stand here all day. And she says, no, you're fucking not. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. She says, I'm about to go psycho, so please leave. Um, and I did like what she said specifically next, which was, I'm not going to let you rewrite what you said the other night. So I do really like it that it's not just Hannah being annoyed with Luke. I do think that she's finally recognizing all of the gaslighting and and you know, editing of the narrative that he's been doing where he'll say like, oh no, I was misunderstood. Yeah, right. No, I didn't say this, even though we all saw him say that exact thing. This is, you know, there's that episode of Black Mirror with that thing that they implant in your eye 
they can rewind everything yeah. you see. And it shows how like in a, in a healthy relationship, that would be a fucking disaster. But in this situation, it's actually nice to be able to like, let's go to the tape. I don't need it. And I got see. it all up here. <laughs> yeah. It's all locked up it's in here. Uh, under lock yep. and key. Yeah. Just in case. Every fight we've ever yep. had. Ready to be replayed at a moment's notice. Um... The funniest part to me is what comes next when she moves the rose stand away Amazing. from him. I mean, Amazing. that's great television. Yeah, that is great television. And again, I made the similar point last week, but like who knew that was the feminist meme that we needed this year? <laughs> but it's great. Like just like, okay, it just like picks it up and goes past I'm him. I'm going to physically move this away from right. you. I mean, she tells him he's narcissistic. Yeah, that it's a great moment. And he does try to do, you know, the Luke thing. He says, you totally didn't understand what I said the right. other night. Which is not only gaslighting, but also, like, insulting. Because I feel like it insinuates that you weren't smart enough to grasp what I was saying. Right, right. Um, he says, I was 100% misunderstood. Yeah. And I know for a fact that you didn't understand what I was trying to tell you. And never have I ever condemned or judged you. Ever. And never will I ever. It's like the worst drinking game ever. (laughs) Never will I ever be an asshole. Never have I ever had butt sex <laughs> never have i ever judged you right never have i ever been a secondary virgin <laughs> oh, <laughs> the man. 40 year old secondary virgin a terrible movie um yeah so at, th- at some point the guys intervene i like they i feel like they actually did a good job of waiting a minute to let her handle it right one they were just like enjoying this show and like they were making this one was like you're such a joke bro like and so they like kind of get between him and Hannah and they're like, get out of here. And he's like, if you lay your hands on me again, or he says, lay your hands off me is what he says. And they say, or what? And he licks Tyler his fist. Like, or what? Yeah. Yeah. Is that like, I've never been in a fight. Is that an intimidating move that mm-hmm. you're supposed to do if you're about to get in a fight is to lick your own fist? When I get in fights, <laughs> I lick the other person's face <laughs> just to show. Take this. Show dominance. Um, yeah, I mean, he just, he tries to get his chance to talk, but it's just like he already had his chance to talk. Um, so this annoyed me. Hannah says at one point, the Lord has allowed that soul tie weird spiritual thing I had going with you to break. No, Hannah, the Lord didn't allow that. Like, it's not some weird God-given spiritual tie that then God had to decide, Okay, I think I've had enough of this. Right. Like, first of all, how it's that thing that some religious people do that annoys the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Can we say it like you have a crazy aunt? I know for a fact yeah. she doesn't listen to this podcast. Right. And she'll like be running late for a flight and her next flight is also 10 minutes right, late yep. and she'll post on Facebook like hashtag God is great. Yeah. Like really you think that's what God is spending his time on making sure that you caught that flight. Actually you know what God huge bachelorette fan mm-hmm. and God actually was like you know what I'm getting kind of tired of this plot like the rest of us. I gotta break this weird spiritual thing. Yeah I put this going. soul tie between them. He's so- like I had that conversation with Luke in the shower because I thought he was responsible enough for it, but he's not. He can't not, handle it. He's not. He can't handle it. 
Uh, I don't know. I just feel like that also takes away from Hannah's own validity yeah. of understanding that he's a dick and just cutting it off. Like, why do you have to give credit to God? Right. Yeah. No, God did this. God uh, was the one who finally told <laughs> told you that Luke P is a dick. Not everyone else in your life. God's like swooping in. I'm going to take the credit for this one. <laughs> You're welcome, Hannah. <laughs> Another relationship broken thanks to God. <laughs> God's sort of a hitch figure in reverse. Um, he says, Luke P says, can you seriously look me in the eyes and tell me that you have complete clarity? And she says, I can. Yeah, and looks him in the eye. And then uh, Harrison, who's just watching this all, Harrison's taking it like, all in. P.S. Hannah, she has a ring. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, afterwards, he has a ring. yeah. Well, no, he does it right then. Oh, he does? I yeah. thought he did it after um, he left, after Luke left. I have in my notes, Harrison tells her about the ring, but nothing changes. I guess it was after Luke was like yeah. walking away. Yeah, he left because she, he like pulled her aside and he was like, he brought a ring here tonight. He's like, I don't know how serious you are about this thing, but if all you want is a fat diamond, Luke has one. Actually, he doesn't. Did you see that bad <laughs> I boy? That was pretty. Yeah, it was not a Neil Lane oh. ring. Yeah. I, well, Neil like, Lane can suck a dick. <laughs> Neil Lane, the best day of Neil Lane's life was the day that he got into whatever this shit is with The Bachelor. Right, however he fell ass backwards into this. Yeah, Hawking diamonds on a street corner. Yeah, like you would see like C-list celebrities wearing Neil Lane jewelry. And now every Bachelorette from Ali Fedotowski to uh, JoJo is wearing Neil Lane Neil Lane diamonds. There's a Neil Lane ring in a museum, for God's sake. I did really like the fact that when Neil Lane came to paradise, he clearly brought his, like, lower tier. Sure, yeah, his uh, C-list stuff. Uh, This is good enough for you, Goose. (laughs) This ring was on... uh, what was Pete, uh, that tall guy from SNL, who was he engaged Pete to? Pete Davis? Yeah, Pete Davis. And, Kate uh, Beckinsale? And uh, yeah, this, <laughs> Pete Davis had this on Kate Beckinsale's finger just last week. So weird. That's a random... Uh... Yeah, and it really didn't stick the landing <laughs> no. on it either. Yeah. That, that would have come oh. off a lot better if I could remember the names of anybody I in guess. that joke. I don't, I don't yeah. know. Would it have? I feel uh, like it slightly. still wouldn't have been. Slightly. It still would have been a Luke P. ring at best. Uh, One of the guys, and I wasn't even sure who was talking, I think it might have been Jed, gets a really good dad joke in because he says the puke show is over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that was Jed. Yeah, respect for your dad jokes. Well, I'll say really quick when Luke P. leaves. So finally, when she's like, I have clarity and Luke's like, that's all I needed to hear. I'll excuse myself. Like, no, it wasn't. You heard that 10 times already. Good day, gentlemen. Yeah, right. Well, I have the answer that I want. Now that you've told me that you have total clarity. I'll see you folks at the tele. (laughs) (laughs) For a while and then I'm going to leave. Uh, Peter says, the Luke show is so fucking over. We still have a rose ceremony to go through, but it's a good day. Yeah. I mean, you're about to get cut, Peter. Yeah. So. We'll see. I mean. I don't uh, know. We'll see. I'm not feeling good about Tyler C's chances. Yeah. But, I mean, we'll we'll see what ends up happening. I, uh, Peter, I mean, I think Peter uh, upped his chances after that windmill situation. So, yeah. so anyways. Maybe. I guess. I mean, do you want to get to the mentel? Yeah, mentel. Okay. All. 
Harrison tells and us. And I feel like, I mean, it's going to be a shorter podcast, I think. Yeah, well, we'll see. I do have a lot of notes, but I do think that, you know, the irritating thing about so much of this is like the mental all was all about Luke too, right. which is stupid. Like the best thing that Chris Harrison could have done would have been to give Luke five minutes in the hot seat and then been like, okay, thank you. Right. Thank you. Instead, next. this motherfucker fucking dominates for like yeah. 30 minutes. Yes. Well, uh, so Luke comes out and our uh, closed caption says, sparse applause well we don't even get a regular men tell all opening because usually they introduce all the men right away right instead the men have to watch from backstage so that luke can get like special one-on-one well that's the thing like oh you're a special guy like it's just feeding into his exactly yeah i saw him tweet who's tired of the luke p show i know i am Uh, go fuck yourself (laughs) all right chris asks uh, what were you hoping for? And um, Luke, I mean, a lot of it is just repetitive, too. He yeah. says he wanted clarity and closure. He felt like Hannah was making a huge mistake and that the reason why she sent him home was because she thought he was judging her. Well, to which Harrison savagely says, you had your say. It just went poorly and you wanted another say, right? Yeah. Oh, burn. Damn, Way to kick a guy when he's down, Way Harrison. Way to spit the truth. <laughs> Harrison is nothing if not a truth spitter. Um, he also does a lot of this like, he'll like do that long silence thing and then he'll say, I'm trying to think of how to put this so it's clear to you. And I get like, I, I genuinely think he's really bad at saying his emotions, but the way he says is like, you don't get it. Well, no, exactly. Yeah. It's the same thing that he was doing to Hannah when he was like, I think you misunderstood. Right. Not I explain myself horribly like, because I'm yeah, a terrible like, communicator. You don't understand things. Yeah. So let me think hard about how I can right. put this in simple terms for how you. How can I dumb this down for the ladies? Hang on. I got to get some water. Okay. Is your thirst quenched? Is your thirst quenched for Luke P's shit? Or do you want another hour and a half of it? Because no, that's don't. what we got. I don't. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, I mean, I transcribed a lot of his quotes, but ultimately this isn't that interesting. I mean, obviously, uh, he, I mean, he got in a lot of stupid things that he said, like the... Um, the thing about how a man is supposed to guide and lead a woman. Way to win over the crowd, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, what you needed to say. Um, I did think, so this part to me was interesting, was when he was essentially claiming that it was a bad edit. Because Luke claims that when they talked, that they did talk about the fantasy suites. Um, or no, I'm sorry. I think he was saying that he... Earlier in that same night, so fantasy suite night, right? Uh Before he says, like, I would leave, he made it sound like he had already said before that, I don't know what my reaction would be. I would want to talk to you and question you about it. I would probably recuse myself. And that that, then it got kind of edited into, you know, him being super dogmatic about it. Right. And, you know, most of the time I would believe that that's true. He's been proven to be just like a flat-out liar when called on what he says. So that's why I think, you know, 
who knows? It could easily be a bad edit. Well, because then it, he goes back to getting angry about it. Because he's yeah. like, I'm literally getting fitted for a suit to propose in. And I'm finding out that the night before she's having sex with another guy. <laughs> well, and this is like, this was your point. But that's a different situation than what he presents it as. Like he presents it as a purity thing and a control thing instead of a like, I don't want to propose to someone who was boning somebody else a week ago. Yeah. Which is a, is a reasonable position <laughs> for someone to take. But he doesn't take that position. Yeah. You know, ultimately. And like we've talked about endlessly with this guy, like there's a way to do a lot of this stuff. There's a way to apologize right. for this behavior that could have gone really well. He doesn't do it. There's a way to explain yourself and say you've changed. It just, I don't know. I don't really buy any of this. I don't have a lot of interesting stuff Well, it's stuff like he doesn't say. ever hit the right apology early enough. Which is something that kept happening throughout the season. Right. He, I think he finally figures out what he's supposed to say, but it's not because he actually understands it or believes it. He's just like, eh, like a blind squirrel gets a nut every now and then. Yeah, right. You know, so he like trots <laughs> out all these different reactions. Uh-huh. And when the crowd boos, he like retreats from that. Right. He's like, oh, I can see that's not the yeah, right thing to say. Yeah, he set out an applause meter to Ooh, see. This kind crowd of what, doesn't uh, like yeah. hearing that the man should be the leader. <laughs> Just kidding, folks. Yeah. They don't like hearing that I'm on a rescue mission for Hannah. Because I did think that he finally hit it when he was like, I was in love with her. These feelings are real, but I've come to accept the fact that she's not my person. Yeah. Which is true. Like, we've been saying this the whole time. Yeah. And, you know, I thought it was interesting when the guys were like, you're going to have, like, good luck finding any sort of woman. Like, it's 2019, man. Well, there are plenty of women out there that would probably do fine with somebody like Luke P, honestly. Um, And he needs to find one of them. His mistake was thinking that someone as kind of bold and ballsy as Hannah would be the right person for him. That's just not true. Yeah, well, and I mean, obviously there's a better match for him out there. But if his behavior really is as controlling as it appears to be, you know, no one is going to be in a healthy relationship with the person that we saw on the I mean, I, I don't know that I totally disagree, but I think some people can handle control, like controlling relationships a lot better than other. Like it wouldn't work with me, right? but I don't know. No, I agree. I'm just saying there are controlling relationships or there's relationships. Some some women may want to be led and guided. Yes, exactly. But, I think he needs to find the right woman for him. But he, I think he steps beyond that to a controlling level that's abusive. And that's not the relationship that anyone should have. When was he abusive? We well, we, when we were talking earlier, the signs. Of, what I'm saying is, if he is indeed as controlling and domineering as he appeared in that rose scene ceremony, I think that that's a red flag. Devil's for, advocate. Okay. I like. What if he just was acting that way because? Someone like Hannah brings out the worst in him and he's trying to shoehorn this relationship with a person that in real life he probably would never try to even date, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like maybe these are terrible sides to his personality, but 
if in real life he wouldn't date someone that ever brought those sides out, does it matter? I don't know. No, I guess the only thing I'm trying to say is I think that plenty of people can be happy, both a man and a woman, in the more traditional relationship that Luke P. envisions. But my hope would be that that wouldn't move into something more. Like, there's a more traditional relationship and then there is a controlling and abusive relationship which no one should have of course yeah, yeah. Just, we no, want to be clear of course. yeah yeah we want to be clear here no yeah and um the, yeah we're on the same page well, with that. somebody says uh i think it was mike or maybe devin devin when he bursts on the scene yeah. he just can't control himself well and i thought it was really uh i'll come back to the devin quote but just to highlight one more specific thing that Luke said when he says, I thought I was on a rescue mission for Hannah. I thought I was something that was going to be good for her. So he's kind of created himself as this like, you know, he's created this whole quest narrative and he's the hero Mm -hmm. riding in on a, you know, white horse. Mm -hmm. I mean, he has a very warped vision of himself. I can be your hero, baby. I can kiss away the pain. <laughs> We're just going to have to fill this thing with song <laughs> to make uh, it joyful in this terrible Luke There's P. a hero. <laughs> if you look into your heart. Is that right? I think so, like yeah. I used to know every single yeah. word to that song. Then a hero comes along with the strength to carry on. That's really not about Luke P. No. It's about finding the hero in you. Inside of you, which is not actually a message that Luke P. needs to hear. Yeah. Luke P. needs to hear a a Mariah Carey song called Shut the Fuck Up for a while. (laughs) Uh, Um, So do you believe when Luke P. says that he didn't like what he saw when he watched that season? Um, I believe it. To an extent, he did say that he saw his pride and his narcissism and that he was, like, working on all that, which does not seem to be the case based on the way the men tell all went. Sure. Or yeah. also based on his live Twitter feed fight that he gets into with Hannah. Yeah. Like, mm, if you're still casting stones out there, buddy, uh, I, I, I guess I just don't believe that he right. really has... Well, it kind of comes down to the way that it went at the end of it with the guys, because one of them is like, we'll accept your apology when it seems like you've changed. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that they believe that he's changed yet. Right. And I would agree with that. Right. What did you think of the guy's general reaction to Luke? Um, I mean, I thought it was warranted. Mm -hmm. I I did like the way that so many of them. So like Devin says, um, there are men that want a woman they can control. You want a woman you can control so that you feel better about yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, you want someone you can put in a glass cage and pull down from the shelf when you need. Mm -hmm. And then Dylan kind of echoes that. He says, it's 2019, man. I want you to wake up and mature. You can't talk to a woman like that. So I did like it that the whole show became this kind of like rant against the patriarchy. Yeah, that's right in our Not that we're here for that. Yeah, we don't want to get more one-star reviews. Hate to get all Natalie Portman on, (laughs) y'all. If you would let me insert that clip again, I would. But I know you're tired of that gag. Of the 10-minute Natalie Portman patriarchy speech gag? Yes, I'm tired of that gag. All right. 
Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of Mateo trying to defend Luke P in a half-hearted way, saying like he's gotten his punishment from um, the public square? I mean, I think that there's some truth to that. I, you know, it's got to be hard to feel like everyone in America that watches a TV show hates you, right? Right. No, and I, I do. All, think- well, although let me say, let me counter that though with if you read the comments, which you really shouldn't, but if you do. Luke has a a huge um, swell of support yeah. from conservative Christians who sure. are saying, no, he was right. Like Hannah's out there saying that she's a Christian, but she's having sex and what a terrible person she is. Blah. So I don't, I think that we run in circles and probably the show is presenting a reaction mm-hmm. of like, you're the worst person and everyone hates you. He's probably getting a fair amount of support from online as well. Right. Well, and I actually think that this whole situation, you see it in sort of the Twitter reactions afterwards from him is I feel like it's actually dangerous because it feeds into this martyrdom narrative that so many people of that ilk have of like i'm just out here trying to speak the truth and everybody hates me you know who else was uh sacrificed jesus (laughs) just like my man jc (laughs) we've got something in common him and i put me up on a cross guys (laughs) um yeah no i think that's certainly certainly true yeah well and i'll say like mateo is right in the sense that like luke p has taken a lot of shit but the guys haven't had their chance to like hash things out right. with him. And neither, despite his tremendous efforts, has Hannah really had a chance to like hash it out in a mediated fashion with him. Um, all right. Do we have anything else to say um, about Luke or. We... Well, we're going to have to come back to it when Hannah comes back out. Yeah, yeah. But between that, we get John Paul Jones in the hot seat, oh, which man. seemed like a bit of a stretch. Like. Why do we really need John Paul Jones? Because it was amazing. Well, a, I a, I thought it was tremendous television when John Paul Jones came out. A girl comes down and cuts some of his hair off. John Paul Jones throwing chicken nuggets into the crowd <laughs> is like the thing that I wanted to see. This I the thing I didn't know that I wanted, but I, I was waiting for. I liked the music that was playing when the nuggets came out. It was like wow wow wow. Letting his hair down. He did let his hair down cuz he made that joke when that woman came down to cut off his hair when Harrison was like, if she says I want to wear your skin as a suit, we're running. I know. It's kind of an edgy joke like for Harrison. Harrison, Harrison yeah. is a funny guy when he lets his lets yeah. his funny side. Now show. that he's uh getting it regular from his new bachelor <laughs> journalist girlfriend, he's really uh cut All right. loose. Mike comes to the hot seat. Didn't need that either. I like Mike. I'm here for Mike as bachelor, yeah. but I don't, as far as him having anything to say, I don't feel like he did. Uh, I, I do kind of wonder if that's why they allowed Luke to take up so much of the Mintel All. Because, like, who else is going down there? Dylan? Well, here's the thing. So Cam had a great line where he's like, Luke, you make me look like a freaking saint. Yeah. Which is true. Like, I remember disliking Cam, but that was so long ago, I don't even <laughs> remember why. It feels like, like he's, years ago. Right, yeah. It's been 80 years. It was because he said, always be Cam. Yeah. Well, but and but like he was he was an, annoying. I beyond that, I remember. Um, but I don't I don't remember why because Luke took up so much that he sucked all the oxygen out of the season. Um, yeah. So 
what hannah comes out eventually oh let's first mention that uh we're going on the road to follow every showing of this bachelor live on stage show that chris harrison announced that's hosted by uh nick vial it is not hosted by nick vial who's it hosted ben Higgins. by ryan yeah come on that's right yeah. you fucking kidding me yeah there's a huge difference between nick vial and ben higgins yeah uh, well, anyways, Ben Higgins. So coming to Nashville, coming to Birmingham. Coming to Birmingham. We're going to need to catch both shows. Yeah, for sure. Beham. Definitely. Yeah, we'll be there, Beham. I like the idea of us podcasting our podcast live from, from the Bachelor, Bachelor Live. live. Yeah. We Quiet can do it down. In the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> Hush up, Ben Higgins or Nick Vial, whoever you are. <laughs> All right. Uh, Hannah comes back out. She says that keeping Luke around for so long had a lot to do with her insecurities as the bachelorette and that for all his faults, Luke at least always made her feel like he was there for her and that that uh, gave her a feeling of safety. Yeah, and that's false. that's why she kept him. False sense. She, she also says that her faith was weaponized against me, <laughs> which like, I hate to be like, come on, Hannah, you're not smart enough to use that phrase. But this is... I, I, I do think that someone is feeding her, like... Oh, interesting. Someone's punching up yes. her dialogue. Yeah. I yeah. bet she could be like, he made me feel like a slut. And they'd be like, would you say that your faith was weaponized <laughs> against you? It's like when Jan feeds Michael lines. Right, yeah, for the deposition. It was a pattern yeah. of disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> she says uh, that Luke is really obsessed with sex. Which I think is true. I think that happens a lot with this kind of person who's like, I'm into purity culture. Let me talk a lot about sex. Yes. And talk a lot about how I don't like it or, you know, a lot about how I really uh, disapprove. But also, P.S., I used to bone a lot and was awesome at it. A lot. Got so many girls, y'all. It's a big sacrifice for me to be a secondary virgin because I scored. Till God told me to cut it out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, she says that they uh, use the same words and the same things, like that they believe the same things and that that was used to by Luke to call people out and to like poke and prod at people and that she likes to use her faith to love. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. sure. Well, I also like that Jonathan guy. um said like basically uses his position as like a religious person as well yeah. to be like i don't like it was like we connected on yeah, our faith i don't like your religion buddy yeah yeah, yeah. i um, don't want your god <laughs> <laughs> though can you send him down to talk to me in the shower that would be great uh harrison asks hannah if she felt shamed in that moment and she says well yeah <laughs> she says I'm, but I'm not going to feel like having sex in a windmill is a scarlet letter on my chest. Good literary whoa, reference, Hannah. Yeah. Somebody Hold took on. high school in AP Somebody English. Somebody read the cliff's yeah. notes to the scarlet letter. <laughs> this is turning into a real crucible situation, <laughs> and I'm Hester Prynne. <laughs> yeah, no, dropping some high school uh, literary Hester knowledge. Prynne we appreciate that. Hester Prynne was also that. the scarlet letter, right? Chilling, yeah. Chillingworth. Roger Chillingworth. Yeah, yeah. What was uh, the Crucible? Crucible. Who's that? Who is that? Hattie May. <laughs> uh, Winona Ryder. 
Did you see that movie? Yeah, that's her name, Winona Ryder. No, I saw a stage version version of The Crucible. I saw the porn version, but it starred Winona Ryder. <laughs> the pubable. <laughs> uh, trying to think of a good one. The, what do you mean? I just got a good one in. The pubable? That's yeah. the best pun on The Crucible. <laughs> Elizabeth Proctor. Elizabeth yeah. Proctor. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth, Elizabeth prod her. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Puritans! You know who else was obsessed with sex? Puritans. The Puritans. Yeah, it's all it's all making sense. Um, all right. Here comes the awkward part in the podcast where I have to stand up for Luke. Okay, let's hear it. So it was in that line where she says Luke is obsessed with sex, and then she says. That wasn't something that really was everybody's business to know, and it wasn't your business to ever ask me. And the crowd is like, yeah, uh, I disagree. If you're dating someone and there's a possibility that you could be, first of all, getting engaged, but also like having sex, I do think that it's fair at this point that you, when you get to the fantasy suite dates, to ask. I, I just think that that's okay. I, again, I think we talked about this last week. I think in general, you're right. I think that someone besides Luke would have been capable of doing that in a acceptable it, fashion. It annoyed me that she said that it wasn't something that was everybody's business to know because she was she gestured her arm as to to point to like the viewing public. Mm-hmm. Well, bitch, don't go on a national reality TV show about dating and fucking and getting engaged if you don't want everyone to know. Like, <laughs> why is everybody trying to know every detail of my dating life? Why because we broadcast it for two fantasy. hours every yeah. Monday. It's just yeah. so stupid. Like, if you don't want that, don't be the bachelorette. And I dislike the notion that it's not someone's business to ask about sex. Because I think at this point in their fake-ass relationships, if you're going by, it's like dog years. (laughs) So if you're going by like bachelor years, basically they've been dating for two years at this point. Like, of course he's allowed to ask her. It's a very serious, committed relationship. I don't know. I just don't like that. Like, mind your own business, Luke. Mind your own. Stay in your line. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, I don't need to hear again. I just think that this whole process is so stupid from a non-entertainment value that I have a hard time even like passing judgment on what you should or shouldn't do, like as if this were a real relationship. I just think there's enough. There are so many things that Hannah can say that I would agree with that. I don't think she needs to fall back on like, well, that's none of your business, Luke. But because it is his business and I don't know. No, I mean, I get what you're saying. It's, I think it's a double edged sword because I think they kind of, I think the ideal bachelor world is they don't talk about each other's situation. Like they, yeah, but you know, I don't think that's healthy. Like, I mean, well, this isn't a healthy process. Like, none know. of this is a none healthy thing to do. None of it is healthy, but I do think in, in if you were going to shoot for the most ideal post-bachelor relationship, I actually would think that it would be better to be a little bit more open about it. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know what the right way to that, do it that's is. That's what I'm saying is I have no analog for this situation. So, like, I don't. 
even know what the right behavior is. Yeah. Let me ask, let's put it in this situation. You are on Tyler C's season of The Bachelor. So in like a year and yeah, a half. Yeah, so like in a year and a half when okay. this happens. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, so cool. you're with me so far. You're one of the final four Naturally. Women. You're on, or I guess final three, it should be. It should be final three. Final three. You're one of the final three women. You're the third fantasy suite date. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know if he's boned the other two women? Yes, I okay. do. Okay. And I know that that's the wrong answer because I know that they would say, like, just focus on your relationship with him. But yes, I would yeah. want to know. Yeah. Well, and that's also like this show is. I would be terrible on this show. Right. Well, I'm going to say this show is not for everyone. In fact, it's probably not for most it's people. It's not for anyone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I also would be terrible on this show because I am a very withholding. So I've heard. And also because I would just, in similar fashion, curl up in a ball on the first night and, uh, and not get out of the limo. Be like, no, I, I can't. Yeah, <laughs> I'm good. Here's my limo entrance. Drive away. <laughs> Driver. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, so I have to say um, we skipped over John Paul Jones. Oh, sorry. I have one oh, more yeah. thing to say. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I feel like the reason why Hannah all of a sudden is all brave, like it's... It's awfully rich that she is somehow holding herself up as this like pinnacle of bravery and feminism. And well, you don't have the right to ask me that, Luke. Well, you know, a week ago you were still like making out with him and saying that y'all have this such a spiritual bond. Like, I think that she's embarrassed that she kept him around so long and she's kind of lashing out in a way that. To me, I don't know, like doesn't show a lot of compassion. Yeah, I I just think she's so fed up with him. And again, some of it is her for keeping around Absolutely so long. Absolutely it is. But I don't think that's quite a fair interpretation because she did. It's not like she was a pushover until that last night. No, I know. That's she true. stood up to him a lot. In fact, a lot more than I think we would have seen other bachelorettes do. It was just baffling that she was continuing to keep him around. Uh, I don't know. I think that some of the other bachelorettes would not have kept him around that long. Because I do think that, you know, to me, the most similar situation that we've seen from this in other seasons was Ashley and that Bentley guy. And I feel like ironically, especially for Hannah, because Hannah's beautiful, like she's Miss Alabama or what runner up, whatever. Uh, I feel like those two bachelorettes seem to have the lowest self esteem. Mm-hmm. And I like when she was saying that she kept him around ba- because of her insecurity I, she does seem to be, again, like strangely insecure. And uh, I think that some of the other bachelorettes would have been like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. Well, it's weird because I agree on the insecurity thing. It's a weird mix, though, because I think the other bachelorettes would have sent him home, but they wouldn't have given him as, as many like tell offs. As Hannah did, but that's probably because they would have just sent him home. Right, it would have been like over. four weeks. In. Yeah, because it is a weird thing. Like she does seem insecure in a lot of ways, but she also is perfectly happy to like cut a man down to size. And so it's a weird tension. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. She's a, an onion. 
so many layers. The more you peel it, the more it stinks. Um, Garrett asks her if there was anything that the guys could have done to help her realize how bad Luke was sooner. And she basically is like, nope, had to figure it out on my own. Yeah, I mean, they tried. They tried. You can't fault the guys. And she acknowledges that because she's like, I think I told y'all to stay in your lanes when you told me. (laughs) (laughs) I think somebody's got a sign back there that says stay in your lane. And rightfully, she does say, you know, that it's a relationship that a lot of women can relate to. And I agree with that. Yeah, I've said that. She Before. made your point that you've been making all season, all season. Yeah, that a lot of women are in that kind of toxic relationship. So, And then we get a blooper reel, and it's yeah. really funny. Yeah. John Paul Jones practices saying, yes, queen. <laughs> uh, we end with Hannah apologizing to Bachelor Nation and saying that she's really sorry that we had to watch Luke for so long. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry, too. Uh, yeah. Apology not accepted. <laughs> That's the real apology I didn't accept this week. Um, and then she says, roll tide. Uh, God, was that the first roll tide that we got all season? No, we got one We've the first like episode. A few, but yeah, but that's the first roll man, tide in several episodes. Not nearly as many as I thought. Oh, all right. You got, you want to say anything about that Bachelor in Paradise promo? Or are we just going to deal with that when it comes around? deal with that shit show when it comes. Yeah, I can only process one thing at a time here. All right, well, um, what? So Monday and Tuesday finale next week? Yeah. All right, so we're just going to do one podcast for that whole four-hour block. Oh, yep. Good. All right, you got any predictions? You want to make any predictions before? uh... I think she chooses Jed. Yeah, I think. I think based on the headlines that I've seen, Harrison's saying that he's got a lot to hash out. I saw a rumor the other day that... uh, that she and whoever she chose have already broken up. I don't know. Whoa. I'm getting Jed feels. Yeah. I also think that it's Jed because I've heard so much, much of his music on country radio. How now. could you not choose him? Yeah. He's just blown up as a huge music star because he was on The Bachelorette. So Skin to skin. Sin to sin. Would it be a sin? All right. It would actually be a sin, Jed. (laughs) Luke P has a lot to say about how that would be a sin. Are you blind when you're born? Can you see in the dark? Can you look at a king? Would you sit on his throne? Can you say of your bite that it's worse than your bark? Are you cock of the walk? When you're walking alone Because jellicles are and jellicles do Jellicles do and jellicles would Jellicles would and jellicles can Jellicles can and jellicles do When you fall on your head Do you land on your feet? Are you tense when you sense there's a storm in the air? Can you find your way blind when you're lost in the street? Do you know how to go to the heavy side layer? Cause jellicles can and jellicles do. Jellicles do and jellicles can. Jellicles can and jellicles do. Jellicles do and jellicles can. Jellicles can and jellicles do. Can you ride on a broomstick to places far distant? Familiar with candle, with book and with bell. 
were you Whittington's friend? The Pipe Piper's assistant Have you been an alumnus of heaven and hell? Are you mean like Minx? Are you lean like a lynx? Are you keen to be seen when you're smelling a rat? Were you there when the pharaohs commissioned the sphinx? If you weren't you are, you're a This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.